No watching from the side Said that you got him next Well go ahead and show him why No limits in the sky What up everybody? Welcome to another edition of Up Next Of course the podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports uh, We got a very special guest today He's gonna um, probably drop some jewels on, on his time coming up in the game He's had a great career uh, But first, of course, I'm Jamal Murphy And I got my co-host extraordinaire Khalid Green in the house What's up, man? What's up, man? I got I got I got the grand nephew on here today, man. I'm hyped, man. It's the Sylvan Landsberg, man. Yeah, this the one time I recruited him and it worked, man. All right. Wow, <laughs> Don't start wow. that. Don't start that. <laughs> Word. So like like Khalid just mentioned, we got uh Sylvan Landsberg, uh New York City le- legend. Uh went, of course, went to Holy Cross, was a McDonald's All-American. Uh, then went on to University of Virginia, was ACC freshman of the year. Uh, then he was a EuroLeague champ with Maccabi Tel Aviv in Israel. Uh, most recently, he was in China with, I think, the Zhejiang Golden Bulls. Is that right? Zhejiang Golden Bulls. It was oh, Zhejiang <laughs> Golden Bulls. I tried. I tried. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Sylvan, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Nah, thank, thanks for having me. Um, I was telling Jay earlier, I checked out the Instagram. I saw y'all had a uh, epiphany on. Um, told me y'all had sham got on. So it's just like an honor to be on this, especially like following those guys. Like, you know, Piff, I looked up to her growing up. You know, I remember watching Max Preps when she had that 100 ball. I was like, yo, this is unreal. The clips were on for like two weeks. I watched it every day. Right. So um, just, just yeah, just being on after those those two, like, it means a lot. So thank you guys for having me. No doubt. No doubt. Nah, you know, just just a, another big time guest. So we appreciate it. No question about it. So hey Jay, you left. I, I know you probably did this because I was coaching during that era, but you left out as a uh, city championship. Oh, OK, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I didn't, yeah, didn't want to yeah, put you yeah, out you, there like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that to myself, hey. man. It's all good. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still upset, y'all. Goddess, what was that? What was that? We played y'all at? Yeah, what that was. We played y'all at prep, right? Yeah, what Brooklyn played championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we were supposed to get y'all. Y'all, y'all had Duran go <laughs> off, man. Like, I remember we were double teaming him. He was still hitting shots. I was tight. We yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, like I was, I was telling you, you know, we, we, we're youth sports. You know, so we talk a lot about, uh, we talked to a lot of kids, you know, fifth grade, fourth grade, up, whatever, um, who are already ranked and they're deep in this AAU thing. So, you know, you've been there, done that, you know, went on to have a great career. What When you look back on your youth uh, experience in basketball, you know, AAU, all that, like what what do you remember? Like what are, what are the, the things that, that you, you can't forget? Well, I think, let me move because you're a little louder here. I think one of the most beneficial parts about me playing AU, like I was trying to tell you earlier, my father, like he didn't believe in me having any downtime. So um, that's the reason why I played for damn near every AU team in New York. You know, like if there wasn't a game going on and it pissed people off, you know, cause it was like, yo, you're supposed to be with us, but yeah, we don't got a game today. My father wants me to play today. I don't know what y'all want from me, you know? <laughs> so just having that and being able to play in multiple boroughs, you know, I would go like there'd be weekends where I'd have like four or five games on a Saturday and it'd be like, I'd be in Brooklyn. I go to Queens, then back uptown. Then I go to the Bronx and I would play with teams in those boroughs too. So like just being able to integrate, you know, each borough kind of has their own 
you know, like we're all New York City basketball players, but I think each borough has their own specific, you know, approach to the game, you know. And uh, just being able to be around so many different types of players growing up in my age group and older, just seeing their approach to the game and what they did well. You know, I was able to, to see and be like, yo, I like that. You know, I, I want to do that. So I would take bits and pieces from like I'd be in the gal shows with, with, you know, Darvell Carter, Kimba, um, just a bunch of guys over there. And they played different than the guys, say, over in when I was messing with the guys in Brooklyn and Brooklyn Bridge. It was a different approach, you know. And same thing with the guys I was playing with in the Panthers in Queens. So I would just add a little bit, and I, and I have to thank that to my father for sending me to all these different places, you know. So um, I would think growing up in AU, that was probably the biggest thing I took from it to put into my game. You know, you're always here now, like uh, a lot of people recently, last couple of years, people talking about, you know, they, they're playing too many games in, in AU, and, and now we got all these injuries and all this kind of stuff. You, you buy that or nah? I mean, I'm sure it's some part of it. I can only speak on my experience, you know. And, you know, knock on wood, I haven't had um, too many uh, terrible injuries. And I, I was out there on the hard, on the concrete, on the court, four or five games a day. So, I mean, I was able to make it out all right, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can only speak from my experience, you know. I can't, I can't speak on everybody else's. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we know, you know, in order to make it to where, you, where you've made it, uh, to, you know, make it all the way up, you know, the highest level, highest levels on, on each, you know, every everywhere you go basketball-wise. It's a ridiculous amount of uh, dedication, hard work, and especially even from an early age. So so tell us, like, how how, like how hard did you have to work, grow, you know, as a, as a young kid growing up? You know, kind of sacrifices you had to make, you know, when you look back on it. Uh, I mean, I sacrificed. Like, if, if you want something, regardless of what it is, um, if you – how bad you want it, you know, it's going to be determined about how much you're willing to sacrifice. And, um, you know, growing up, um, that's all I knew. It was just go to school. And after school, like I was in the gym, like if I ever got in trouble in school, my mom was looking for me. She knew where to find me. I was right there in the gym. She'd come right up in there, do what she got to do. And she's like, all right, I'll see you at home. We'll finish yeah. this up when you get to the crib, <laughs> you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, I put a lot of work into it, even to, you know, even now, you know, it just becomes a mindset. It becomes just a way of life, you know? Like, when I'm on vacation, I'm not doing anything. When I'm not doing anything, and it doesn't happen often, I feel guilty now, you know, just because since I was young, I was programmed to just, you know, I'm waking up 5.30 in the morning. I'm going to the gym before school. You know, after school, I'm, I'm in the gym till, like, from, what, 3 to 8, 3 to 8.30, come home, do my homework, and it was the same thing every day. And then on the weekend, we playing games. So, you know, that just that mindset just, you know, stuck with me. And obviously, as I got older, I learned more about myself, my body and how to implement things I've learned that are beneficial in order to continue to succeed. But um, it's definitely um, it's definitely a mindset and mentality towards it. And I feel like a big part of that, too, is, is you know, growing up, a lot of us didn't come from households who had professional athletes in it. You know, like being good is one thing. You know, like there's a lot of kids who are good, but then it turns into the point where there's a lot of kids who are good. And it's like, how do you be great? How do you be a professional? Right. You know, and that goes beyond this. I want to go to the park and I want to play five on five and I'm better than kids here because there's somebody else who's working harder or just as hard and it's just as good or better. So now it's like, how do you get the advantage over that? It goes from just, you know, from taking care of your body, taking care of your diet, taking care of your mental, making sure, you know, basketball is 95, 90 percent mental. You know, like if you're not strong mentally and don't have the confidence in yourself, 
then, you know, chances are you're not going to succeed. So then that's why I said, as I get older and as you get older, you understand different parts of yourself, different parts of the game, how you have to stay locked in, different ways to stay locked in, different ways to approach it. Mm. Silvan, when when you were young, like when I I remember one thing about you that stood out, you were a big guard, but you were always skilled. Like you always right hand, finish, left hand, finish, jump shot, look good, like ball handler. You know, you were one of the first guys in that era that had that total package, but was a big guard. Like, what, what, what went into that? I mean, a lot of it was every day. Like I said, my father, you know, he was pushing me every day. And so in the morning time before school, we usually just get shots up. And then after school, you know, I'll go to the park and play. And before, I remember when I lived in an apartment before we moved to the house, before I would be able to go to sleep after playing, he would have me in the garage for 30 minutes. It was like a huge garage, like under the building and just dribbling up and down. And he would just be in his car, you know, cleaning up, whatever. And then every few minutes I'd pass, he'd be like, all right, up and down, in and out, straight right hand, you know? And just having that, you know, just having that. And then playing AU, you know, I would play up and down. Sometimes right. I play my age and I'd have to play the five sometimes. And then right. I'd play two grades up and I go from playing the five. I was just playing the five the game before. Right. And now I'm playing like a point guard, shooting guard, you know? Right. So it's like just learning to adjust. Right. When you look back on like on people that were most influential in your career. So your father was right there from the start. It sounds like. And so what was that like? Did you ever have battles with your father? Like, how, like, how was that? Did you know, did you ever think he was pushing too hard or was it always just, just right? Jamal's asking for his own nah. personal life right now. I just want you to know. Yeah, yeah Jamal's personal. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, I never really, I never really gave him a hard time. I remember it got to the point where, you know, like, like I said, we go to the gym before school, and you know, some days he had work too. He'd be tired, but I remember there'd be days where we wouldn't, like, he wouldn't wake me up, and I'd come to his room like, Yo, "What are we doing today? Are we going to the gym? Like, why are you not up right now?" Right. You know, so I never really had a problem with him as far as that. You know, the problem more was just like, you know, like my father was the type of person who was never satisfied. Like, I remember there would be games where like we won. I, I could have had damn near 40 points, 12 rebounds, whatever assist. And he would come in the car and just be like, yo, you missed three layups. <laughs> you rushed four free throws. Right. You missed two rebounds here. And I'm like, yo, I just have 40, you know. So I'm like, that's like times like that. When, you know, when I was young, times like that, it's like, damn, like, I just want to hear a good game, you know? But right. it was always right. like, nah, there's stuff you could work on and be better, you know? Like, don't settle for what you did, you know? You should always want to do more and always do better. And, you know, I would that would bother me. But, like, as a molder, that mindset stuck with me. So, like, even now, there's games I'll go for 30, 40, and I only remember the bad plays. You know, mm -hmm. I'll remember – I don't remember the good things. I'll remember, like, damn, I had two turnovers, like, bullshit turnovers. Right. Or I missed the defensive play on the help side. I was supposed to be in there. You know, so so, yeah, I mean, that that's the only thing. And and my mom, I mean, my mom's an immigrant. <laughs> so, you know, education, education, education. Like I was never bad in school, but my mom at first didn't understand, like, yo, why are you taking my son at five, six in the morning to the gym? Right. And then at night he's in the gym for three hours. Like he should be spending that same time just reading books. Right. Right. So that was that was that was pretty much like the big thing in the household. But my mom, she came on board later on. She was like, oh, my son's actually pretty kind of good at this show. Yeah. We'll see where it goes, yeah. Shout out to your mother and Steve, Shout too. Shout out to my mother. Yeah. Yeah, for real, for real. Got me through it. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, you've had a, a monster career overseas. Uh, you know, tell us about that. Tell the listeners about that, 
because um, because it's, it's like you know in America everything is so we're so Americanized we only care what goes on here we don't really we're not really seeing what's going on everywhere else and how you could make you know you could you could make a you know a crazy living you know playing overseas and all the benefits that come with that tell us about what that experience has been like man it's it's been a um it's been a hell of a ride man um i appreciate every second of it you know um <coughs> it's uh playing overseas has definitely been you know just basketball wise is definitely an adjustment you know the way they play and their approach to the game just like i was saying about burrows you know now we're in another side of the world so it's not that as close as being in New York City. So, you know, their approach was definitely different. And, you know, I struggled like my first few months out there, my rookie year. And I see a lot of young guys who are super talented that, you know, come over and struggle just because the game is different. And it'll, it'll affect your confidence just because it's like, yo, I know I could play basketball, but like, like I'm not used to playing this way. And, you know, it's, it, it'll affect your confidence sometimes. So like, you know, I try to speak to a lot of young guys, like, yo, keep your head up, man. Like, you know how to put the ball in the basket. You're here for a reason, you know? Just don't rush it, you know? It'll come. You just got to figure it out. It's a different way of playing it. And um, that's pretty much what it is. But once once people adjust, they start to figure it out. Like, the game is just basketball. But, um, you know, just off the court, you know, the experiences I was able to have being able to play overseas, you know, you're introduced to different cultures, different traditions, languages, foods, and, you know, that – that definitely opened my mind up to just a different perspective on life. You know, just being able to see people who aren't, you know, American or, you know, just that look like me or have the same ideas as me, you know, just having conversations with people from a totally different box, mm. you know, um, and just, you know, trying to indulge in these, in, in these cultures and tradition, it definitely, uh, you know, definitely opens your mind up, makes you look at things differently. Nice. What was it like playing in Israel? Cause I always hear good things about that. Um, Israel is a beautiful country, man. It's, um, I mean, I, I had the chance to play in Tel Aviv, which is like one of the most amazing cities in the world. It's, it's on the beach. It's, it's a beautiful place. Um, basketball there was fun. The fans are super supportive. You know, like the team I was on was the biggest team in the country and we represented the country pretty much in Europe. So every time we played a European competition, you know, at home, especially, it was sold out. The energy was unmatched. I never played in arenas like that. So, you know, it, it was, you know, it was an experience that I'm grateful for. Sylvan, so you guys played against the Nets one time, right? Didn't you? Played, I think, were you with the Nets that time? Yeah, I was with the Nets at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were with yeah, I didn't get to say yeah. hello to you, but I remember you guys were, uh, played against us. I think, I don't know if we were the New Jersey Nets or Brooklyn Nets then, but I remember Y'all were y'all were still in Jersey, but I think we played y'all in the Garden. Right, right. I think we played y'all in the Garden. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, man. <laughs> so since I've been overseas, I've been able to play against I think three NBA teams in preseason. We played against the Nets. We played against the Brooklyn Nets. Also, mm -hmm. we played against the Brooklyn Nets. Also, matter of fact, I think we played you guys when y'all were Brooklyn. That's what it was. KG, I, I remember playing against KG. That's what. Yeah, court, I'm, I'm like yo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember just being on a court and I'm like, like for a second, you know, it's like, yo, I grew up like looking up to KG, bro. Like I'm on the court with this. Man, you know? <laughs> I still gave y'all some work. I still gave right. y'all some work. You did. You did. I gave y'all some work before a second. You know, I had to take a second and just like appreciate the moment, you know, like, yo, no doubt. this is crazy. Like I'm here with one of my idols, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. So, 
So, yeah, so, no, nah, we, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And we played Cleveland, too. And it was the same thing. Like, we played Cleveland. Like, being on the court with Bron was a lot of – was it was cool. Um, the most <laughs> – the most impressive part about the game was, was um, you know, Kyrie's from Jersey. I never played against him growing up. He was a few classes too young. So, I'm – you know, Kyrie's an amazing basketball player. We all know that. Right. There's no sugar coating it. But it's different watching it and then experiencing it. Right, so, right. <laughs> there was one play, you know, like, you know me, I'm a competitor. Like, right. I'm going to compete. Like, you might score 40 on me, but it's going to be a hard 40. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I'm going to make sure you're working for that. Right. So, um, I remember there was one play, Kyrie got the ball, and I was like, yo, I, I got, like, I remember it was kind of like on a mid-break. It wasn't a fast break. It was like a transition, whatever. And I was there. I was like, I got it. I got it. I got it. When I say... It was such a – I don't even know what it was. I feel like it was just a slow in-and-out in crossover or behind the back, but it was at the change of speed. Whatever it was, I got stuck in the mud. It's not like I just couldn't move. Right. And, and like, I was like, yo, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> that was – that was that was like – it was just crazy. And I was like, yo, you appreciate it differently, you know what I mean, yeah. from watching it and just being on the court and being like, yo, as, as a basketball player that puts work in, you know, it's like, yo, he's got he's got something with him. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I had a similar experience with KG. Like as a scout, you know, I used to see him from afar. But then, you know, he's he's in our practices, and I used to hear all he did was talk and talk and talk. Man, he talked so much shit in practice, man. I, he turned the whole practice into the barbershop. I thought people were gonna fight in there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is this is real right here, man. His motor yeah. is nonstop. <laughs> that's wild, and that's, and that's when he was older, right? In in Brooklyn, so imagine, that's when he was older. Imagine Boston, yeah, filling his yeah. bag. Mm. Yeah, he was talking in the preseason game too. He was right. talking in the game, and I was just like, "Yo, this is dope." Just like I've heard stories of this and seen it on TV, like seeing it. I'm like, "Yo, he's really out here." Like, <laughs> right, <doing his> right. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta, I gotta ask you a, a um, current events question because you, 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 uh, you brought up. The mental side of the game, you know how basketball is ninety five percent mental. People don't understand that. Even even compared to other sports, basketball is is more mental. Even than compared to football, I feel like it's more reactionary, or whatever. But um, you see, recently you got Simone Biles, uh, you got uh, Naomi Osaka, um, who kind of pulled out, you know, because of pressure, and and you know wanting to wanted to take care of the mental side. Uh, for themselves, you know, as a professional athlete yourself, who part of the game is dealing with pressure, like on, on every level. So, what do you what do you think about when you see stuff like that? Um, yeah. So being being an athlete, you know, like it's pressure every time you go out on the well for basketball. You know, every time you go out to perform, it's pressure. Um, it's tough to speak on their situation just because you know my sport when we're in season, especially like in China, we're playing every other day. So the pressure just kind of becomes, you know, like a normal mm -hmm. thing. You know, like mm -hmm. I don't perform once a once every few months. You know, right, like right. that's it. So I, I don't know how that pressure feels. I can only imagine. You know, like I'm working for three, four, five, six months for a two, three week span. That's a lot of pressure. You know, I work out in the summer for four or five months, but I go to work out for a five, six, seven month season. So there's more. I have more margin of error, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't think about it like 50, that. That's interesting. I have, I have 56 games. I have 56 mm -hmm. games. So, yeah, like my first game back of the season is always butterflies and jittery. It's like, oh, yeah, like 
beginning of a new season. But then it's like, all right, I had a game Monday. I got another one Wednesday and then another one Saturday. You know, like it just becomes routine. Right. So I, I don't know. Like I can only imagine how how much that feels like, how that feels to, you know, work for some for so long and then just have a small period of time to go on and show everything you got. That's the only thing I could compare to it is like when you're young and, you know, you're just starting to get into the game and it's like, all right, I got tryouts. Right. You know, right. it's like, yo, right. you know, like tryouts are like, I've been in trials where like I shit the bed just because I put so much pressure on myself. Right. right. Like, you know, like I know I'm better than what I did, but it was like, yo, I'm just in here. I'm like, yo, I got to make sure I do everything perfect. I got to make sure I do everything right. And it's like, you're not even playing how you're supposed right. to play. You're not doing what you do well, you know? Right. So right. I support those women a hundred percent. You know, right. I know it's not easy doing what I do. So right. I, I can only imagine what they do, you know? So, yeah. When, when, when did your season start up again? The season starts up. I don't think they have a definite day yet. They're still trying to figure out, but it should start up sometime around like okay. mid-October, mid to end October, I'm guessing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I got some time still. I'm coming home though. I'm done. I'm done traveling. I told you, I'm done. And, and listen, listen. When you come home, the next time you, uh, you know, the new, I'm with New Heights now, so we have a facility. Um, at the Armory. Yeah. Yeah. So now you can have a home to work out and do your thing. They have fever, they I have fever balls and everything we ordering, man. Everything catered to the uh, that's, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's dope. That's dope. I appreciate that. I'm definitely gonna be that. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. So before we let you go, I know you got you got stuff to do. Um like I said, like a, a shout out to to the young kids who may be listening, you know, uh guys that are on, you know, on top of their game right now as as grade school kids. What what's your what would be your advice to them as they move forward? Um, my advice to them, this is, I, this is speaking off of experience from myself and just, you know, just being perceptive of everything around me. And, you know, like I'm a big student of just life, you know, like I, I see the mistakes and the successes of people before me, you know, and it's like, you know, somebody messed up doing something like, I don't, I'm not going to do the same thing that person did, you know, like try a different approach, you know? So. I would say the biggest thing is, you know, just don't rush yourself, you know, like everybody moves at their own pace. Everybody, you know, comes into their own at their own time. You know, like I remember being young and just like having kids who were really good at young ages. Like I remember playing against like there was a team team next and it was like all these kids. Uh, that Lance were, like, and Irv and all of them. Not even Lance and Irv because like Lance and Irv still were able to continue and be right, great right. players, you know, like, but there were other kids on the oh, no team. Question. Like, I can't even tell you their names right, right. now. But, like, at that time, yeah. it was like, yo, these kids were phenomenal. Right. And then I have, I don't even remember their names, you know. Right. And there's no disrespect to them. It's just like, you know, like, don't rush your success. You know, just because, you know, somebody got there before you doesn't mean that, you know, you're supposed to be there now. You know, just continue to work hard. Right. Um, do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, like, another thing is make sure – your motives are right, you know? Like, uh, I feel like, especially as, as people get older, in this game especially, you know, we all play this game. We all start playing this game for the most part because we love playing basketball, you know? It's, it's, it's the enjoyment in it, the passion in it, you know? And then, you know, once you get to a certain level, you know, the motive changes to, like, I, I see it all the time. Like, I need to get the bag. I need it. I need I want to get paid. You know, from, like, what I've, what I've experienced and learned is you shouldn't chase the money, you know? You should chase – 
you should chase, you know, being as great as you could be. The money will follow. Right. You know, like if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you get to the peak, you, you put the work in and you're proven day in and day out. Like you're deserving, like you're great. You're deserving of whatever mm-hmm. it is. Everything else will come with it. But that shouldn't be your pushing level, you know, because right. also that right. limits you. Like if you get to the point where it's like, I want a million dollars. All right, you get a million dollars. You're done now. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. What do you want right. to do now? Like, are you done? Like, you shouldn't just just always try to be great. Always push yourself to be the best you can. You know, I, I think that's like uh, another big lesson. I think the young guys should know. Like, make sure your motives and your priorities are right. Stay true to yourself. Absolutely. No. Good advice from a professional. That's right. All across his finest. <laughs> I lost him. I wanted him at bad at Lachlan, didn't have him, but it's still, but he's forever my nephew, baby. Wow. Wow. Hey, I can't, hey, I can't believe you're fronting on Lachlan like that, man. That that year in Lachlan, if I went, if all the people that were supposed to go went, we would have been a dynasty. It was supposed to be me, Ebanks, Lance. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's me, that, Ebanks, that, Lance. The city. Think, yeah, we were gonna we were gonna be a dynasty. No, we were gonna be a dynasty, but <laughs> no doubt about it. No. Blaze too, my other nephew, man. We were supposed to have Blaze too. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Word. So again, man, thanks a lot, man, Sylvan Landsberg, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Like I said in the opening, New York City legend, Holy Cross. We just talked about it. McDonald's All American, UVA, uh, Euroleague champ, uh, now playing out in China. Uh, so we can still keep watching them. Uh, Sylvan Landsberg, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys for having me on here. Thank you, sir. Stay out of chicken and rice. Chicken uh, Roscoe's, man. <laughs> Roscoe's. I'm vegan, man. They don't got it. They don't there got you go. In there from I, I already know. I know what you're about. <laughs> there you go. That's, a, that's, another, right, that's another lesson. Yeah, <laughs> nutrition. That's 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 a conversation for another yeah. time. We'll, we'll say that for another one. No doubt. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all be cool. I'll talk to y'all soon. Okay. All right, thanks a lot, man. All right. Thank you. Later. All right. Good stuff. Great stuff, actually. Like I said, a, a legend, uh, New York City legend, uh, doing his thing, professional ball player for a long, for many, many years, overseas at the highest levels. Uh, Sylvan Landsberg, great talking to him, man. Man, always great seeing him, great talking to him. He's doing great things in life professional he's a professional yeah. player man right. and he's and he's also contributed to uh you know some great causes off the court which we yeah. didn't get into i forgot but, about that i forgot to, to yeah he really that. you know so um you know kudos to him and the young man he's become um i'm 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 blessed to have you know played a part in his life um and um you know, he and he's in, and he stays in great shape. I mean, he's yeah. you know, like I said, he's not in chicken, he's not in Roscoe's right now, my that's chicken right. and waffles. That's, that's probably where I would be right now. But you know, word, word. <laughs> he exactly. has a, he has a better mission than me, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So he, he still got years to go. He's in his early thirties. Yeah, yeah. Like say, he's a vegan, uh, which is a whole nother, uh, like I said, lesson for the kids. Like you know, nutrition. I didn't have that growing up. For damn sure. You know? Absolutely, gotta eat right. Gotta, gotta eat, eat right, right man. Um, yeah, yeah. He's 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 doing great things. He's a pro's pro, like you said. You know what I'm saying? Even even from the start, with like he said, when when young guys go overseas, um, it's not easy. Like a lot a lot. Of, you know, I don't care how good you are. Um, it's a different game. And I remember when he, you know, as soon as he got overseas, he was playing a big role. You know what I'm saying? Like he was he was basically you know one of the best player best player on the team. 
leading him to EuroLeague championships. So he kind of just, you know, fit in where he had to and made a whole career out of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean that the one word I have that defines Selvin for me anyway is straight. He's a winner. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he's been, he's won. Mm-hmm. And he's a winner both on and off the court, which is which is the most important thing. So Right, right. We're, we're so happy to have him today. Definitely. Hopefully we get him back. Uh, we can have a whole episode on, on nutrition. We need we need one of those, right. you know. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, need, I need one of those. I need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so of course, thanks to everybody listening to another edition of Up Next. Really appreciate the support as always. Uh, listen wherever you get your podcasts our radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on, keep following us on, on social media at Up Next Pod on Instagram at Up Next underscore Pod on Twitter. Uh, follow us on YouTube, Up Next Pod. And of course, we'll be back next week with some more great content. Thank you, everyone. Peace. Time to put on for your city when they never heard of you. Ball player, ain't no watching from the side. Uh, picking up them pieces, ain't no limits in the sky. Uh, said you got up next, but gon' show them why. Uh, one, two, that's a three. Now take your shot, ball player. Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold, that's a flex. Uh, Kylie Green, got me a scally for he left. Uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the check.